0: welcome to the dance cry dance break it's june 28th officially summer in the northern hemisphere and it's finally starting to feel like it here in seattle after a particularly cool and rainy and well classic seattle spring But as the days turn warm and the clouds clear and the sun shines well past evening and into the early hours of what used to be night, an old familiar feeling takes hold. A giddy anticipation. That same sense of exhilaration that so many of us felt when we were kids. But not quite the same. Because it's different when you're older. Summer is all planning and scheduling, vacation requests, rushing to finish work in time for barbecue weekends. Summer camp drop-off and pick-up arrangements, sweltering nights of restless sleep, tossing and turning while distant shouts of laughter float in through the window, and with them a tugging nostalgia, a longing for the thrill of bare arms and legs outdoors after dark for the days of our youth when summer meant freedom and endless possibility. Today's show is about those days. I'm your host, Mo Preventure.
1: Enjoy the break. Kari was a full year older than Rosie, which to an adult might seem like nothing, but to a 19 and 20 year old was vast. An ocean of knowledge stretched out between them. And although Rosie had done better at school, was getting good grades at college, she felt like an infant around Kari. A fresh born babe who knew nothing, had done nothing. The ocean they found themselves in seemed a bottomless blue, and Rosie was painfully aware of just how far out to sea they were. She didn't like to think of the depths in open water. It made her contemplate the unfathomable map beneath her as she trudged water above it. Mysterious currents and seismic changes, not to mention the creatures, blind, scaly monsters, impossibly electric with unseen teeth, and smooth beings getting too close to her legs without her even knowing. Kari was buoyant with the ocean, casual. Her wayfarers swept up off her face, holding her wet, jet-black hair like a headband, like that song about the summer. Widow's peak, severe and mysterious. Rosie was a strong swimmer, but Kari was stronger, having spent so many summers at the beach as a lifeguard. By the end of each season, her already enviable body would look as if it was still wearing a swimsuit when naked, stark and comparatively pale. Kari was one of those girls for whom stripping off is undaunting. She would step long, lithe legs out of her sundress, revealing a wet but drying bikini bottom, a taut stomach with abs from days of swimming out past the boys. Rosie did not have such a body, and although she was technically covered by the waves and water around her, and should have felt weightless and light like a stray piece of seaweed. She felt large and unwieldy, legs paddling desperately, brushing her stomach's puppy fat with each stroke. They had the kind of friendship Rosie assumed people whispered about, wondering how such a vibrant, charismatic beauty such as Carrie could have found such a dumpy, quiet pal in Rosie. But it felt cosy in Carrie's slipstream, Cosy and slightly ominous, like stepping into a freshly peed bit of warm. Rosie would trail in her wake, waiting for something exciting to happen to her, if only vicariously through Kari. This was the type of heady friendship where often Rosie's stomach would do a big swoosh when she was anticipating seeing her. Where even when Kari wasn't around, she was still the sole occupier of Rosie's thoughts. She didn't even think about her boyfriend like that. Sometimes he would step into her dorm room and she would blink several times as if trying to bring her eyes into focus, as if trying to remember who or what this person in front of her was. She always remembered. Always remembered to hold his hand and close her eyes when they kissed and smile when he talked to her and try to maintain the roles they were performing. This boyfriend slash girlfriend game was her first time playing and she suspected it was his too although he spoke frequently of his exes but only in vague ways that seemed more to coerce Rosie into a certain type of behaviour. My ex always did this. My ex didn't like rom-coms. My ex always wore matching underwear. Rosie thought perhaps she might be more bothered by these quite transparent attempts at manipulation but she couldn't bring herself to care enough. She would watch his films and coordinate her bras with her knickers and tried to push away thoughts of Curry whilst they were talking. Curry made sure to hang out with Rosie only one-on-one. If they were ever in a crowd, Rosie would find herself being led away to the outskirts of the party, with Curry's breath on her ear as she whispered her secrets. She hated Rosie's boyfriend and conjured up a variety of bland names to call him that were not his actual name. Why'd you bother with Darren anyway? What do you see in Fred? Where's Martin today, off buying some more cargo pants? The digs thrilled Rosie, and while she never joined in with the ribbing, she loved that Carrie was displaying something close to jealousy. Some bright, vicious little stone, heavy in the hand and just for her. Carrie seemed as if she wasn't moving, treading water as she looked back towards the shore coolly, even though Rosie felt out of breath from her effort. Isn't this fun? Kyrie smiled through the ocean, which splashed against her white teeth as if she was merely part of the landscape. I come out here every day. Mm Mm-hmm, Rosie spluttered, wondering again about the noiseless shapes beneath her feet. A cold current hit her ankles, and she brought her legs up higher, as if pedalling on a tricycle. Rosie's father had always told her never to turn her back on the ocean, and so even now, all the way out here, she wouldn't. But she watched Curry Bob, perfectly timed, as each and every wave rose behind her. She was like a mermaid, effortless, seeming to stand still amid the rippling tide. Rosie, on the other hand, felt a panic to her paddles, and she kept her eyes peeled for suspicious activity, for blue-grey fins to begin to circle. Just a little further, Curry called out not quite a question as she moved out to sea. Rosie turned and looked back to shore, to her boring, predictable boyfriend who would probably propose when they graduated, to whom she would probably say yes. A life, safe and familiar, waiting to unfurl if she would only return to the sand. The beach looked further than Kari, who was bobbing confidently through a blue sea towards a bluer sky coming, Rosie shouted, her mouth filled with bitter salt water making it difficult to keep breathing, arms combing the water, heavy legs moving her out, out, out of her depths, out of her league.
0: was Outskirts by Argentinian producer and artist El Hell. Before that, Swim Deep, a story inspired by the song, written and voiced by Irini Carson. Theme music for the break is Red Lines by Tiny Tiny, and break artwork is by Franco DiCarlo. The Dance Cry Dance break is written and produced by Natalie Bain and recorded and edited by me, Mo Preventure. Our stories editor is Timurie Marston. A transcript of today's story can be found on our website. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts to hear more. For extended episodes, interviews, and exclusive bonus content, become a subscriber at break.dancecrydance.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the next break.